Welcome everyone back to the Optimistic Steeler Fan Steelers Optimism Podcast. This is Season 1, Episode 3. Today is December the 5th, and boy do we need some optimism right now. Uh, the Steelers lost at home to the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday, and the general mood around the fan base and the Steelers is pretty negative right now. And I think getting some positive vibes back into the atmosphere this week will probably be a good thing. So as I mentioned, the Steelers lost on Sunday, 24 to 10 to the Arizona Cardinals. And, and just a reminder to to an NFL team, to a team that has paid professionals, uh, that had their franchise quarterback back. And during a game in which our franchise quarterback went out with injury in a 3-3 game, lost our last remaining starting inside linebacker, our best, if not our second best offensive lineman mid-game. You know, so a lot of reasons why Sunday happened, but it is what it is. Going to have to move on and and look at some positive things moving forward, which is what we're going to do today. Um, We can focus a lot on the negative if we wanted to, and believe me, you can get that in other podcasts if you want. I'm sure a lot of the media and the social media out there right now this week after the loss is pretty negative, and if you want that, feel free to go on uh, Twitter or other podcasts with uh, Mark Madden spewing his garbage around all the time or, you know, the other podcasts that are going to focus in on firing up the mob related to the Steelers negative. So, and, and really that's, that's kind of more prevalent on, on Twitter. So a quick story about Twitter. I used to have a personal Twitter account uh, several years ago and I realized very quickly that Twitter is bad for me because <laughs> of the negativity. So I got off the platform. I just reopened another um, handle recently just to promote this show and the website SteelersOptimism.com and kind of jumped on the thread during the Arizona game. And it was amazing that it took about eight seconds for me to remember why I'm not on Twitter. Uh, the negativity during the game really started hitting fever pitch when the Cardinals tied the game at 3-3. Uh, so there are a ton of negative and oh fire Tomlin and Pickett stinks and this team stinks and the season's over and you know that kind of spilled out through a very drawn out day where the rain delays kind of made this a slow torture through the day Um, and man that space is just an absolute cesspool of negativity so I'm gonna stay off there as much as possible and really only provide some plugs every once in a while for some positive things on there um, but again, if you would like that, please just you can jump on Twitter and find any number of fire Tomlins or this is a classic Tomlin game or the Steelers are terrible. You got folks like, you know, Trey Essex and <laughs> these folks getting on here and, and complaining about this stuff. So we're not going to do that today. We're going to focus on some positive stuff because I still think there are some positives to to think about right now, mainly as we get into the next set of games here. Um, so. What we're going to do today is talk about what I'm optimistic about with the Steelers, and today it really revolves around the AFC playoff picture. The AFC playoff picture is probably not nearly as dim as a lot of people think it is right now related to the Steelers, so we're going to do a little deeper dive into where they sit right now, where the AFC sits, and why we should be optimistic about the Steelers' chances for the playoffs going forward from this point. So we're going to jump in with essentially making some assumptions. Uh, The first assumption is that the Steelers turn it around this week on a short week. Um, And I do think they do. I I think there's a lot of guys in that locker room that are hungry to to wash that away from Sunday. Guys that are not going to go quietly. Guys that have more pride than that in the TJ Watts of the world and the Cameron Haywards of the world. 
the entire defense going to want to step up after that after that performance and with Arizona. So I do think that the Steelers turn around. So the primary assumption with this AFC positive spin is that the Steelers turn it around this week, get a victory this Thursday night against the Patriots. They're wearing their color rush uniforms. And, and I think that happened. So the first assumption is that we turn it around and, and start playing a little bit better than we did on Sunday. And I, and I think that's going to happen. The second assumption really is that I, I don't have a magic ball. I don't know what kind of crazy injuries are going to happen. Just last night in the end of the Monday night game, it looks like Trevor Lawrence suffered a uh, high ankle sprain. So these are the kind of things that are unpredictable. But as of right now, if you kind of look at what could most likely happen, I do think this is the there's a positive outlook for the Steelers going into the AFC playoff picture. So first assumption is the Steelers turn around and, and get better and win this Thursday, which I think they're going to. The next set of assumption really is I think we need to look at the AFC playoff picture as follows. Um, I, I believe Miami wins the AFC East pretty comfortably. I think Buffalo is too far back, and we'll talk about them kind of shortly with their, with their remaining, remaining schedule. Kansas City, despite their loss this weekend, I still think they're too far ahead and I, I, there's a chance that Denver can catch them, but it's, it's going to be an uphill climb. I do think that Kansas City event will eventually win the division. And, you know, Jacksonville, prior to last night, I said was a lock to win their division, but uh, they lost to the Bengals. Trevor Lawrence is injured for a little bit of time now. They've got some games coming up that are tough, and Houston is playing well. So I, I kind of did most of this with the assumption in mind that Jacksonville wins that division. But even if the Houston Texans do, that would... Re- require Jacksonville to lose enough games to kind of be interchangeable with Houston in the following discussion. So with those assumptions in mind, we're kind of looking at the remainder of the AFC playoff picture. And we'll talk about the North kind of inside of all of this. And the rest of it will kind of go through mainly the wild card spots that are available and where the Steelers are in that bunch. So when you're talking about wildcard teams, I'm currently talking about the Cleveland Browns, the Houston Texans, the Indianapolis Colts, the Denver Broncos, the Buffalo Bills, and now I guess we got to include Cincinnati after their win last night from a record standpoint. So those are your teams that are vying for AFC wildcard berths, and let's talk a little bit about each of them and why I think it's going to really create a jumbled AFC towards the end of the year, which because of who plays who, you're going to be looking at a scenario where nine wins probably is what's going to get you in the playoffs. Ten would be comfortable. And just by math on this, I think the Steelers are going to be right there and have some, some good legs up in terms of their tiebreakers at, at the moment. So let, we can start with Cleveland. Cleveland is currently 7-5, and five, just like the Steelers, but the Steelers are ahead of them based on their division record is one game better. Uh, the Steelers have the current tiebreaker, as I mentioned, but the Browns' remaining schedule has them playing Jacksonville, uh, Chicago, at Houston, the New York Jets, and the Bengals. So, you know, you want to star the games that are Jacksonville, Houston, and Cincinnati because those are games against other competing wildcard teams and I think someone's going to lose those games I don't think the Browns win all those games especially since they have resorted to Joe Flacco as their quarterback now I think the ceiling on the on the Browns will probably be nine wins maybe 10 but probably nine with a more realistic chance of being somewhere around eight and nine at the end of the year um, so that's where the Cleveland Browns are uh, the Houston Texans 
are also seven and five right now. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, they beat the Steelers, so that's that's bad. Um, but they've got a schedule coming up as well that, you know, after the New York Jet game, they play, you know, at Tennessee, which is a divisional game on the road. They play Cleveland, which is that game I mentioned before. One of those two teams will then have another loss. They play Tennessee again, and then they end with Indianapolis, which is another wildcard team. So there's going to be some some games here where the the Texans, the Browns, and these other teams play each other and give each other the losses that are going to push their record up into that nine and eight range. Uh, Houston would be one I would bet on. I would say they're going to make it to the playoffs. They're just playing the best. Uh, the schedule sets up well for them, and I think they win some games down the stretch. And they've got enough division or conference tiebreakers, I think, to get in. The Indianapolis Colts are next. They're at seven and five as well. They've got at the Bengals, who just beat uh, one of the better teams in the AFC last night. They play the Steelers, and we'll get into why I think that's a very important game. Uh, the Falcons, the Raiders, and then uh, the Houston Texans in the last game. So all of those games, I don't see them winning all of those games. And the more important one it would be the Steelers when the Steelers play them in the following week. So then we get into six and six teams. So they're a little further back. Uh, they've got a tougher road to go. So you've got the Denver Broncos, who are six and six. And they've got uh, probably one of the easier schedules down the stretch based on current records of teams. You've got the Chargers twice, Patriots, and the Raiders. And then they do have to play the Lions, uh, which at this point with the amount of conference losses that they have, I think another loss will put the Broncos with seven losses and, and it, unless they run the table, which they could. I, I just It's going to be a little bit of an uphill climb for, for the Broncos, but not, not out of the realm because the, the Chargers are not doing anything to impress anybody at the moment. Uh, next would be the Buffalo Bills, who I think I mentioned on the last podcast. They're 6-6 six and six as well. They were considered one of the, the favorites in the AFC. They've probably got the highest, highest hill to climb going down the stretch here. They've got to play Kansas City, Dallas, San Diego, New England, and then Miami. Uh, so getting the Bills to 10 wins or even 9 wins might be tough. So I think their opportunity might might be might be a little harder to to achieve. And then lastly, I guess yeah, I wasn't going to consider them on the original show notes for the podcast, but the Bengals won last night. They're six and six, and down the stretch they've got the Colts, the Vikings. They play the Steelers in Akershore, the Chiefs, and the Broncos. So I do think that the the Bengals have have a chance to be up there, but I, I find it hard to see them getting to nine or ten. Um, with, you know, Jake Browning played a little bit better last, you know, better last night, but it just, it might be tough globally to get there at that point. And they've got such a bad conference record and a bad division record that they're not going to have many tiebreakers over other teams. So that's kind of where that puts the, the Bengals. So kind of the big point of all this is that this muddled AFC is going to have a lot of these wildcard teams playing one another over the next several weeks. And that's going to lead to some of these losses by one or the other of these teams. Uh, and that's going to create a situation where I do think at the, at the end of it, nine and eight is going to be, is going to be a, a playoff team. So it's going to depend on the conference and the division records and the tiebreakers. And seeing three other teams not only have that or a better record, plus have the tiebreakers over the Steelers, it's kind of hard to imagine unless the Steelers were to lose the remainder of their games. And I don't see that happening. 
but I also don't see a situation where they look back and say this this loss to the Cardinals w- was devastating. And, and that's one of the things that I just kind of get overwhelmed by the negativity related to this loss to an NFC team that doesn't have really an impact whatsoever on um, the several of the first tiebreakers. I know it feels bad to the Steeler Nation, but for the most part, this loss in December to a team that technically this loss doesn't mean anything, doesn't have a huge impact on playoff implications. It's not something we need to be hitting the panic button about. Um, so that's kind of where the Steelers are in that bunch, which we'll talk about the Steelers schedule in a few seconds here. But the last thing I wanted to mention is the Ravens. Uh, I didn't, I purposely didn't give them a lock to win the division because they're currently nine and three. They have the LA Rams coming up at Jacksonville, at San Francisco, Miami, and then the Steelers. So there's a there's a scenario there where the Ravens could could have four additional losses, I believe, as 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 a floor down the stretch. So I'm not locking them in just yet. Again, I've watched a number of the Ravens games this year. I'm not tremendously impressed. Like they're the best team in the in the AFC or in the NFL, and obviously we saw them lose to the Steelers here at Acrisure earlier in the year. So that's where the Ravens are um, right now. They may also be in the mix, depending on, on what happens with the Steelers and what happens in their next few games. Uh, so there's a, there's a high possibility they could have seven, if not just six losses. Um, so that puts us, kind of sets the stage of all of the teams that are vying for the wild card spots. And as I mentioned, I just find it hard to believe if the Steelers play the way that we know they can play down the stretch, Regardless of the quarterback or the injuries, it would take a pretty monumental collapse at this point to not be in the conversation. And when they're in the conversation, they have a lot of the tiebreakers, and I just don't see three teams tying them, and if they did, all three having the tiebreakers over the Steelers. And, you know, there's numerous sites online that you can do playoff scenarios and where teams fall, and I think it's important not to lose perspective of that. Where they are at right now, and where they could be, um, because as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, there's a ton of negativity around the Steelers because of their loss Sunday, and just the traction of the negativity related to fire the coach, and they're done. Let me let me remind everybody. On Sunday morning, before that long day at Acrisure, the Pittsburgh Steelers were the fifth seed in the AFC playoff picture. After that long miserable day, and after last night's games on Monday Night Football. The Pittsburgh Steelers are in the fifth seed in the AFC. Had the Pittsburgh Steelers won and beat the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday, you know where they would be? The fifth seed in the AFC playoff. And this week, I know it will feel tremendously deflating if the Steelers were to lose to two two 2-10 teams in back-to-back weeks at home. But if they lose the Patriots, there's one scenario of teams winning Across the NFL, I think it's Jacksonville, Cleveland, and the Colts were to win. And that would create a scenario where the Steelers are currently out of the playoff picture. All the other scenarios related to, you know, if one of those teams wins, if the Cardinals, or sorry, if the Colts win, or if the Jets were to upset the Texans, just one other, there's so many other scenarios in which no matter what happens, if the Steelers lose to the Patriots, 
they're probably still going to be in the playoff picture, whether the fifth, sixth, or seventh seed. So again, no need to panic. The sky is not falling. The Steelers can turn this around very quickly. And I hope they do, because relatively recently, there was a bad game at home against Jacksonville. A lot of negativity. And by Friday of that week, the negativity was gone. People were excited about going into the weekend on a win after they won. They beat Tennessee. And I think that could happen again this week, and some of that negativity will, will wash away, understanding that even if the Steelers were to lose on Thursday, which I don't think they're going to, they're going to win. They're still in the AFC playoff picture, and there's going to be a lot of moving and shaking in those wildcard teams down the stretch that the Steelers have some time to get it right, to get to nine maybe 10 wins, and they're right there in the conversation with their own destiny in their hands. And I just want to remind everybody how much more positive that is compared to last year or a few years ago when the Steelers needed a non-tie on the end of the year to make it into the playoffs. You know, the, the percentage of them getting into the playoffs going into week 17 and 18 last year was 20 or 15%. They're still sitting at 55% right now, and it's week 14. They'll jump up in the 70s with a win on Thursday night. And they still have their destiny in their hands, so to speak. You beat the Colts. You beat the Bengals. You beat the Ravens maybe in that last week or beat the Seahawks. You're in the playoffs. And I think they can turn this around. They've yet to lose two games in a row all season. Uh, I'm a big Kenny Pickett fan, but having him out of the lineup and going to our number two, who is Mitch, is not the same kind of drop-off that we have in other teams, like going from a Deshaun Watson to a DTR or a Deshaun Watson to a Joe Flacco. And again, Jake Browning played a, played a good game last night, but going from Joe Burrow to Jake Browning is a much wider delta than Kenny Pickett going to Mitch at this point with the way that our offense is built and our team is built. Uh, if we get the communication and wrapped up in the, in the defensive side and the linebacker position, the Steelers are going to play much better than they did against the Cardinals. And you get this win on Thursday, or again, not to panic and you get the win in Indianapolis, you're still sitting in a very good position to, to make the playoffs, which is what you want. And you want to have a chance and you want to do well and get your quarterback back, get your players healthy. But with that kind of scenario floating in front of us, I just think it's, it's pertinent to be positive and not allow the sky is falling to, to take you over with the loss on Sunday, which again, as an NFC team, doesn't have a huge impact on tiebreakers. And even a loss this week, as bad as that would feel, it is not over. There is still plenty of time to be in the AFC playoff picture. And I do think even if they were to lose Thursday, they're going to still be one of the seven seeds in the AFC playoff picture by the end of the weekend. They still have time to fix this and turn it around in either of those scenarios. But I do think based on the way that the Steelers have rebounded this year after losses, I have every confidence that they are going to turn it around on Thursday night, beat the New England Patriots, and be right back in there in the conversation of, of teams to be positive about going into the postseason. Uh, so that's where we're at. That's what I'm positive about today. The AFC playoff picture is muddy and jumbled, and there's a lot of teams that are going to be playing each other down the stretch that are going to create losses for one or the other. 
and with the math, I just do not foresee four, three other teams in that bunch having the same record or better than the Steelers, plus holding the tiebreakers for them not to make the playoffs. So currently on Tuesday, or yeah, Tuesday, December 5th, I'm optimistic about the Steelers' playoff chances in the AFC. And I'm optimistic they're going to turn things around and wipe away some of the negativity that is floating out there based on the lost Sunday. So thanks again for joining in to episode three of the Optimistic Steeler Fan Steelers Optimism Podcast. Let's go Steelers on Thursday and we'll have some optimistic takes on whatever happens probably later this weekend and early next week. That's it for today. Uh, Be sure to like uh, and subscribe to the podcast if you do. And check me out over at SteelersOptimism.com. And now, as I mentioned earlier, there's an X handle in there, at SteelerOptimism. That's singular because of the character limits, but it's uh, it's up there on, on the X as well. So hope you enjoy the podcast, and go Steelers this week. 